We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. This is the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, John Halpin. Hey everybody, it's John Halpin. Uh, welcome to the Thursday, October 5th edition of the Roadwire Fantasy Football Podcast, sponsored by Fanball. Um, Tim Heaney's back with me today, like most Thursdays, and we're going to preview week five. But uh, hey, greetings from Charlotte, where Cam Newton's in the news again. Oh man, people, you just sometimes shouldn't talk about things. And <laughs> oh man, just, you know. He had to ruin the goodwill after a good fantasy week with being an idiot human being. Right. And yeah. And the thing is, he 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 I mean, I think and the weird thing is of all the things about this and I'm not I don't want to get too deep into it. It was it wasn't the crime of the century. It was a really stupid thing to say. And he should just apologize, period. He it surprised me like if not to pick on anyone, if my 83 year old dad had said what Cam said. I would understand it better. A 28 year old guy that still even, you know, mm-hmm. says, Oh, I grew up a, you know, a preacher's son from the South, whatever. He hasn't said that today. I did. But you know, I mean, that's, that's more surprising to me than most of it. <sighs> yeah. Well, let's talk about more productive things. Oh, all right. You know <laughs> yeah. Again? Yeah, I'm going on Charlotte talk radio later. They're talking about this enough. So don't you worry. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. No, I mean, I mean, I, I, I totally, I mean, I agree with you fully. It's just, you know, uh, social commentary. Gotta love it. You know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Everybody we'll stick to sports now. Um, <laughs> who was your big pickup this week? Lots of running backs. Who'd you go for? Um, well, I aimed high for Latavius Murray and a bunch of other people, uh, you know, relatively high, I guess, because, you know, we've had our discussions about Murray being mediocre as a running back with the opportunity being there. I missed out on a lot of guys. Actually, I didn't go hard on fab for some people. I got a lot of, uh, got a lot of your boy, Jarek McKinnon as a backup bid. Yes. So, you know, if he gets past this injury, I don't know. Vikings might have to be in a lot of passing downs and you never know. Right. You never know. But, but for the cost, it was like, whatever, man, it was like my sixth choice. I was surprised uh, McKissick was bought so much in my leagues. I don't um, get that at all. I like him as a player. I just don't know what's going to be there because, you know, I think you and I are still holding on to some CJ pro size love, too. Yes. So and the other guy, I mean, you know, McKissick's too small. I mean, he's going to get he'll touch the ball, but how much? Yeah, he's, he's not. It's not going to be 
it's very difficult to foresee a situation where the Seahawks go, well, among all these guys, McKissick's our guy and he's going to get the ball 15 times a game. It's just not how he's too small. That's not what he is. Yeah. I mean, I, I read a, a Kevin, I believe it was a Mike Sandor or Kevin Sieber from ESPN. They, were, they had a report that was like, oh, the Seahawks players want to have him play more. But that's still, you know, from nothing to, like you said, 10 touches or whatever, maybe if all goes right. But there's so many options in Seattle. It's just going to be tough to call each week. Right. It is. I mean, maybe yeah. it'll clear itself up soon. Um, you know, Thomas Maybe. Rawls getting hurt is usually the way it clears itself up. Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually bought a little, I got a little Wayne Gallman. Yeah. He was actually higher than, than McK- McKinnon on my list. Um, yeah, I stashed him. I drafted Paul Perkins in a league and I, stra- I, dra- I drafted a Wayne Gallman as the last pick to handcuff it a little bit, but I had to drop Gallman at one point and kind of regretting that now. So, all right. <laughs> All right, everybody, yeah. we need to thank Fanball for sponsoring the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Check them out now, fanball.com. Um, you can check us out on Twitter. Tim's at Tim underscore Heaney. I'm at Hopkins 37 And the Rotowire accounts are at Rotowire and at Rotowire NFL. The latter is uh, a news feed that any, you, have, you want any injury information, lineup information, whatever it might be, that's got it. Um, we had our first set of buys, and quarterback mm-hmm. seems to be the hardest hit here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, what was it? Um, Matt Ryan, Drew Brees. Kirk Cousins and, and Trevor for, Simeon Touchdown for two Trevor. quarterback for two quarterback leagues. Yeah. Trevor Simeon. That's uh, yeah, it's a big hit out of the gate for sure. Yeah, it is. Um, it's so funny because when I started doing rankings this week, mm-hmm. and I looked at where I had the quarterbacks. I'm like, I got that guy that high. And then I realized who was out. <laughs> and I, yeah. you know, when I got to number 15, I went, Oh my God, everybody's terrible. <laughs> you, have, you have to reshift your context when buys start with these things. So I, I yeah. will you one before we get to this game. Deshaun Watson, QB five. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think Jeff has him at nine or eight, one of those, but yeah, I mean, you know, the chiefs have some weakness in their secondary. Right. Um, cousins has taken advantage a little bit of it last week time. And you know, it's good. That's gonna be a fun matchup to watch two good pass rushes yeah. Two, two, you know, two players with rising skill players, you know, Fuller and, and all that stuff. But we'll get to that later, I guess. But that'll yeah. be a fun Sunday night game. It will be. Um, uh, I like that one. All right. Let's yeah. start with tonight's game. Um, mm-hmm. Pat's bucks. Um, two defenses that are not good. The Bucks, Bucks very injury riddled. Um, yeah. It looks like last I saw, it looks like Alexander and, and Levante David were going to be out again. Yes, uh, Alexander out. Um, David doubtful. TJ yeah. Ward also doubtful. Yeah, I mean it's, it's oh. a rough. They're rough going down there for them. So this there should be even though there was a short layoff, we could see some points here tonight oh for sure. Oh for sure. Um, you know the Patriots don't have a pass rush really, or they have a collective one, but not a star that's really bringing them to the next level. Secondary has been garbage too. Yeah. I, I would go with the over tonight. <laughs> you go with the over tonight and the over under is 54, by the way. I, I, I don't care. Still, you know, you're going for it. Garbage time Buccaneers, if nothing else too, you know? Okay. All right. So that's back to that. So now basically we're looking at a lot of skill players in this game. Gronk limited in practice Wednesday. Um, I mean, you're rolling with them, but you don't like to see him on the injury report, certainly. Yeah, I mean, the, the, at, le- at least the Buccaneers do still have a good pass rush a little bit with McCoy and Ayers, and you know they they, they might need Gronkowski a little more to block. So you know the Patriots are going to do what the Patriots can do. They're going to adjust to the game plan. It might be a lot of Chris Hogan against that really bad secondary with one on one coverage tonight. Yep. So all right, so you're going. Let's. Uh, I mean, Hogan, you're rolling. Um, Danny Amendola, 15 catches in three games. Pretty, yeah, pretty busy. He was five of six last week for what it's worth. Good mm-hmm. conversion. Um, you know, this is the time where Danny Amond- the, the, the buy starting Danny Amendola looks a lot more, you know, suitable for lineups now. Yes, so. he certainly does. <laughs> um, at w- Pat's backs, so Burkhead out again. Uh, um, yeah. Deion Lewis ran for a touchdown last week. Is this, is this a spot where you look and you say, <sighs> I mean, this is every week with the Patriots, though. You say the Patriots are going to score somewhere close to 30 points. Odds are decent that Mike Gillisley is going to fall into the end zone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially with with the linebacking core as as, as crappily in, in you know the state as it is with the injuries, I think that's a good opportunity for Gillisley, especially if the Patriots just running out the clock on them. Right. So. Um, otherwise, let's see. So, are, are we Patriots skill players? Otherwise, I think we're. I mean, James White. Would you want to roll with him? in a PPR? Would you mm. want to roll with James White? I think you gotta have to do the White Lewis in flex. I mean, Lewis is probably the the, the, the third of the three. Again, I, I wouldn't 
say he's elevated just yet. That was just kind of a that was an extenuating circumstances last week where Gilsey was kind of like, you know, they're fit to fill because they were coming back. That might not be the case this week with the game flow. So, yeah, Lewis is, you know, the desperation flex type. White is still second to me because he can just kind of do a little bit more of everything. White is uh, is so funny. You look at his his receiving lines. First four games receptions, three, eight, one, ten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Um, yeah. <laughs> Buck side. Obviously, Jameis. Obviously, Mike Evans. Doug Martin, yeah. are you ready? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Um, I still think Jacquez Rogers will be a factor for this week. Long term, you still want to probably give it to Martin. Um, I think Martin's the, probably the better play, though, because I think they will want to get him back in the mix as soon as possible. It's it's a tough one. I think it's going to be very, very close to, you know, split of uh, tar- uh, touches there. Yeah. I think Charles Sims, maybe maybe for the passing stuff, Charles Sims gets involved, but I don't know. Jacquez Rogers is already better at that stuff than him. So yeah, I, I agree with yeah. you that it's a tough one because be, and as someone pointed, I think it was it, it, it might have been Rich Rebar pointed out that, you know, it's a short practice week. Yeah, for, for, for Martin. So he only got in really one full practice. So so maybe yeah. maybe this isn't the time to to, you know, to, to totally, you know, get take off the training wheels just yet. Yeah, I think Rogers probably gets the edge this weekend, you know, with the um, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, even like, you know, Le'Veon Bell didn't have all that practice time and then he's kind of slow at the gate. I think it's safer to assume a lot more similar struggles to Doug Martin, a much, you know, less skilled player, I suppose. All right. Yeah. Um, otherwise, them. Uh, what about uh, OK, Deshaun Jackson? Uh, I I mean, you know, the, the, the non PPR leagues, you have to kind of roll. For the, for the boomer bus play, we talked about that, and I think the pages could be a good opportunity for him if it's one on one with, you know, with Stefan Gilmore. That could be very productive for him. Um, you know, Adam Humphreys has been chipping away a lot at that, and then you have the tight ends, so it's very, very volatile to pick anybody but Evans, really. Yeah, it was it was weird last week. I mean, the Giants give up the, the, the Giants are so bad against tight ends they give up touchdowns to two tight ends last week. Yeah, <laughs> they had to one up themselves. Yeah, right. maybe, maybe they can give them up to Henry and Gates this week too. Um, uh, I'm, 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 hoping, I'm hoping so. Yeah. So, we'll so would you? Okay. So if you had to pick one, it'd be Braid over Howard. If you had to pick a Bucks tight end. Yeah, I think so. Um, just because the, the, the snap advantage, I would imagine for right. that. So okay. Um, let's see. Next up, we're going to go to the Sunday games. Uh, <laughs> oof, Jets Browns. Um, (laughs) is there so it was last week I think that many of us were on the Rashard Higgins bandwagon not me (laughs) you weren't it was kind of like well he's the last guy there and they they kind of like him and you know maybe someone's got to catch it was that whole someone's got to catch the ball thing yeah but then and then then it ended up being what um Ricardo Luis that was doing everything so Mm -hmm. I'm not going to get confident in any Browns receiving option of those wideouts. I mean, Duke Johnson is a top receiver in my mind. So, <laughs> Oh, so, so now, um, or, speaking to Duke. Yeah. So now Crowell is, is he a, is he a, with the bye week things change? Is he a bench? Uh, the, the game flow says that they're not going to be really, you know, favoring him over Johnson, who's just going to line up in many different spots there. I, I don't know. I still think the, the, the Browns offensive line is one you got to trust, though. Right. You know, it's it's still very skilled. And I don't know. Uh, flex, you know, bi week flex type of guy. But I mean, he wasn't very efficient last year. It was just mostly a lot of a volume and the, and the offensive line helping him. So I don't know. I, I believe in him still in, in, in non PPRs, especially for the, you know, the possible red zone stuff. But, you know, maybe Kaiser steals more of that from him. With, around the goal line so you know i i looked at this one and it, it's it's one of these weird and the buy completely factors into this because i'm looking i'm going man i don't trust crowell and i wound up with him at, at running back 17 for the week yeah because i'm like i mean who else am i gonna i mean right now you know i'm not putting christian mccaffrey ahead of him right now because he's gonna get the ball enough yeah so, sadly even though talent for sure but right um so I don't know. I, I feel like I might buy in yeah, just a little bit. This I think I haven't. I don't have the DraftKings tallies in front of me, but I think that could be yeah. interesting because he's got to be priced down. Um, Jets wise, mm-hmm. um, Austin Ferry Jenkins, our buddy, yeah, mm-hmm. he's coming along. Um, I he's my Jordan Reed replacement in a lot of leagues, and it might not be just for the bye week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you know what I mean? Yeah, so, I know exactly what you mean. I mean they're, um, they're throwing to him enough. They're not throwing to him a ton, but enough. No, but you know we've talked about his upside for years and never had a chance to do it. I mean. You know, you know the what, what else did the Jets have to throw to? I mean, Robbie Anderson's been okay as a as a deep threat. Jermaine Curse, we talked about, had some useful games, but you know, tight end replacements. You know, Sparian Jenkins. It, it's a guy that no one might expect to be good, but it's like if you got a cheap investment in him off the waiver wire, it's, you, you might be sitting pretty in a little bit. All right, 
Um, and the other and Powell, one, we're, yeah, safe, right. we're safely back on the Powell train now. Well, I mean, the Forte, you know, I think you and uh, you and Jake mentioned it, you know, how are they going to reincorporate Matt Forte right back in? So is he back this uh, week? Uh, he's questionable now. OK, that, you know, that's probably going to change a little bit. But, uh, you know, you can't ha- expect anything with more than flex with Powell anyway, just because it'll be too crowded. And this one, it might be might be a Forte game, depending on the on the flow. I, I think I have the Browns winning this one, though, if they get their defensive, you know, rocks back. You know, Jamie Collins being among them. It's a pretty important piece to have back there. Uh, Jamar Taylor was out, I believe. And Miles Garrett might be coming back this week. So. Right. A lot of that depends. That's going to determine where I go with this game, I think. But um, if those guys are out, I think the Jets do get a little bit more fantasy production from from all three of the running backs to some degree. All right, and Forte missed practice Wednesday, by the way. Everybody. Yeah, so there you go. All right, uh, Panthers Lions. Speaking of Christian McCaffrey, um, this is an interesting one because you've got a lot of nice fantasy players in this game, but mm. the over under is low. It's forty three and a half. Yep, solid defenses. I, know. I mean, that's- the Lions. Go figure. <laughs> right yeah yeah um you know they, they have that you know interesting you know the cornerback play with Darius Slay kind of trickles down to everything else the safeties Glover Quinn has been good this year and you know the pass rush is getting stuff done finally you know Zeke Alonso always been kind of a, a on the cusp player ready to do some damage and now he's you know pretty good there so yeah um and Carolina you know their offense it's gonna be a nice test for Carolina's offense I think too Probably both of them. So it's interesting. That's why I mentioned where I ranked Deshaun Watson earlier is because Stafford and Cam in this game, both of them like, well, I don't like them all that much. I think they'll be sort of held in check to a point. Yeah. I mean, I'm a little bit more optimistic with Cam after what we saw, you know, health wise, he looked a little bit more on target with his accuracy and a little more, you know, adept to run, I guess. And, you know, Detroit, maybe there's something there where he can escape the blitz a little bit. But yeah, you know, very, very moderate outlook for both of them. You're right. Okay, Um, and and, uh, the the guy, one guy I want to mention, the Panthers have Panthers have a decent run defense. Um, Amir Abdullah, he's 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 getting the workload. If if you supported him coming into the season, you got to be happy with him right now. What is he up to? Sixty eight carries or something in four games? Yeah, it's pretty good pace. (laughs) Um, You know, theoretic, you know, deservedly was the more fantasy relevant guy, but. You know, if they can establish a ground game where they can actually control the clock and not have to make Stafford turn the ball over, it might not be good for fantasy, but it's good for the team as a whole. So I don't know. Um, you know, Zach Zenner might be mixed in because, you know, Abdullah is, is nursing that ankle injury limited right. in Wednesday. So, you know, I think this game might be a comeback for him regardless, even though the Vikings were a tough defense as well. Carolina might be even even worse, you know, it's tougher along the front there. So it might be a theoretic game again, especially if it's, you know, going to be one of those uh, – less less between the tackles work so this might be a riddick game for me i might you know kind of shift my ex- expectations that way a little more all right are you on, are you on the devin funches bandwagon right now um looks good if, if he avoids slay absolutely <laughs> yeah, um, right. i think slay's a follower so i'll probably stick with benjamin but i can't confirm that right now but you know two touchdowns you're gonna you're gonna expect that anybody to come down from that i'm not saying anything new but yeah i, I think you know the targets have been there uh since greg olson's been hurt so absolutely uh wide receiver three most weeks, I think, moving forward until Olsen gets back. Yep. So, All right. Everybody, most of you tried daily fantasy sports games, and, you know, we know how it went. You had fun playing, you loved competition, and you lost, and you lost some more. Uh, the Sharks, you know, they, they worked you over, took your money, and you quit playing. But playing daily fantasy is supposed to be fun. It's just that continually losing isn't. But we're here to tell you about a whole new approach to daily fantasy sports, the Fanball number at Fanball.com. Here's the Fanball difference. Your fanball number identifies your skill level and it ensures that you play in contests against players at your skill level. If your fanball number is 35, you're not going to be playing against experts rated in the 80s and 90s. They have their own contest. At fanball.com, every player has a fanball number and every contest has a fanball number. So you can find a contest rated around 35 knowing that it will have players just like you. They've leveled the playing field with the fanball number at fanball.com. Have more fun and a better chance to win. Fanball.com. All right, let's go to the – there are a lot of bad quarterback matchups this week, by the way. Yeah, well, we, we got a bunch of them coming yeah. right here. Yeah. Um, Niners Colts. <laughs> that's just oh. that's a rough one. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, Jacoby Brissett, though. I don't know. There's something still intriguing about him. I picked him up. There was there is a league where Kirk Cousins was my only quarterback. And I, I looked at the wire and I picked up Brissett. I picked him over Jared Goff. So, mm. um, Wow. I mean, you know why? I know why, though. You're going to say why. It was because of the conversation I had with Mario last week. That's why. Yeah. Because he, he talked about how 
watching the film that Brissett runs like a running back. And yeah. when he runs, he's different than your average quarterback runner. He's actually a really good runner and he sheds tacklers and things like that. And that makes me think he's, even though he has, it's not like he's running eight times a game right now. It makes me think like, you know what? That guy can get me some yards on the ground and, and have a decent, if, if they get close to the goal line, he's, uh, you know, he's not going to need a bootleg to score it. Yeah. I mean, I was actually afraid that Mario was going to Wally pit me because I missed last week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> will Lou Gehrig me, I guess. I never got that phrase why it was Wally Pips. They talked about the guy being replaced, I guess. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, not, I mean, Mario's a great source for that stuff. You guys should read his film review article out there. It's it's, it's really good stuff. He yep. just locks himself in the basement or whatever is whatever is his theater room or whatever. I don't know what he does, but, you know, goes goes MIA for like 48 hours and just kind of emerges with with great information you should read anyway. But, yeah, I mean, six four two thirty five percent. Excellent specimen for that type of, of quarterback play. And I was going to say, you know, the golf schedule, the, the Jared Goff schedule coming up is what I was thought you were going to say. Because, you know, golf, it, it's, he's, he's got a tough schedule coming yes, up with secondaries. Does. And um, that might be a case where you let someone else kind of deal with that. Um, I, I believe in the Rams' resurgence. But I, anyway, let's get back to the Colts. Um, yeah, it might be a case where, you know, they send Hilton and Moncrief deep. And Brissett kind of just takes advantage of that Niners, that Niners uh, defense that has a lot of holes up front. I can see the mobile quarterback really getting to them. So. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, I could even go, I mean, because of the bye weeks again. I'm, I'm fine with Frank. I have Frank Gore on one team, and I'm totally fine with it. Oh, I like Frank Gore. Revenge game. Kidding, but not really. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that, that it's just the matchup in general is great for him. So yeah. yeah. Um, even what about the receivers? Yeah. Uh, well, no, is very up and down. I think you got you got to go Ty. That that matchup with Rashad Robertson, I think it's going to look like. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's great for Hilton. Right. Um, the Jack Doyle stuff. You know, it, it, what's the latest on him? I'm looking up right now. Um, you know, he's got, he's still questionable. Um, so okay that's play. It sounds like he's okay. Let's see. We're no like contact it. Jersey Wednesday's practice. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's we're, we're wait and see, but it doesn't sound too bad. Yeah. I think it's a very sneaky Dante Moncrief week though. We saw him get that touchdown last week and, you know, <laughs> targeting Hilton and stuff. But this, the Saints for San Francisco are pretty good, but I still see Moncrief kind of getting a little bit more involved now. Okay. So. Especially if Doyle's not gonna not gonna play. So on the other side, hides a hides a lock. Weekly um, lock for workload anyway. Yeah. yeah. And in this game he's got he's in a great spot. Yeah, I think so. Um otherwise Garcon, you still good there for this one? Uh yeah, I think so. What you know, bye weeks he's very much thankfully you're having, you know, the target load there for sure. Right. Garcon yeah. I've got at let's see. Wide receiver Come on, where are you? I know everybody loves me yeah. waiting. I actually have him at 18. Yeah. Just target-wise, you know? I mean, the other guys below, yeah. I mean, you know, Amari Cooper. Ten, eh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Brian Hoyer, you're saying, eh, but, you know. know. Uh, but 10-5, Garcon's weekly target loads, that, that that helps you right now. Right, absolutely. Heading into the bye, so, yeah. Okay, Titans-Dolphins. Um, mm. As of now, we do not know what Marcus Mariota's status is. It's well, very murky. Mm-hmm. And it's this doesn't seem to be like it is really murky. It's not. Yeah, they don't. There don't. Sometimes at this point, like we said with Doyle, look at guys. You go. If I'm reading the tea leaves here and seeing what people say, it sounds like this guy's going to play with Mariota. We we kind of have no Ooh. idea. Well, I mean, not that the fact that they signed Brandon Whedon should signal anything, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the fact that they added a, another quarterback that has NFL experience, good or bad, is probably a sign of caution, if nothing else, but definitely leads me to be negative about it okay so so, so what does this do to your titans Ugh. receivers running game you would think they'll line up i mean matt castle would be the backup this would make right. me look at the miami dolphin defense pretty hard as a streamer oh for sure um you know i'm not high on decker most weeks anyway rashad matthews maybe is a flex uh Del- delaney walker's probably a decent starting tight end though yeah for the for the checkdown factor a little bit there he's yeah Jeff Erickson has him ranked fifth in our in our in his value meter so that's it's about where I would go with him um yeah the checkdown and you know you probably get a lot of Murray Henry I hope they if they were smart they go like forty touches combined with those two right you know so uh, the other side so I mean Cutler I I you know, people are I, I feel like I'm reading this week too many people recommending Cutler as a streamer. Be yeah. based on the opponent, but I'm looking. I'm going. Hey, everybody! I did this last week, and let me tell you, it's not a great idea. <laughs> I mean, Deshaun Watson's totally different quarterback. 
Um, you know, he's he's able to extend plays a lot. Cutler extends plays into turnovers. Um, <laughs> and that offensive line is some, some of it might be Cutler's fault. You know, we get in these discussions of the offensive line is bad because he holds the ball too long or something. But no, I think it's just mostly Cutler. Um, I think the Titans defense actually isn't as bad as most people say this week. I, I would make them like a low end streamer against Cutler. Right. Um, I, I think it's more. I, I'm not saying OJ Cutler's going to have a good week. I think it's more the opposite, like you said. So, OK, yeah. are, are you still there? There's he's still getting the ball up. I mean, Parker's still doing OK. Yeah, um, you know, another another downfield boomer bust, but I think there's you know there's a connection there, um, right? Garbage time connection, especially. All right. Does JHI <laughs> bounce back this one? Uh, I don't know. It's you know, I was I wasn't the highest on him last year because uh, this year because he you know he had a lot of boomer bust two hundred yard games yeah. and then very fizzled out otherwise. I don't know. I think you have to play him if you own him, but you know, I, I'm not excited about it. No, that tight that Titans defensive line does not get enough credit, even though they've been a little bit weaker. Right, but. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. Next up, Bills Bengals. Um, are the Bengals are the Bengals back to okay? Where you're not worried about them anymore? In general, yeah. I think the the the, the new offensive Bill Lazor is gonna. We've we've seen how it, they fed AJ Green. They got Joe Mixon as the lead back now. Uh, but this is a very prudent game for both of these teams because you know Buffalo's defense has been great, but. You know, there, there's some questions still because they, they got they looked out a bit against Atlanta with the injuries to Julio Jones and Muhammad Sanu. I think that affected things a little bit. Both these teams are kind of ready to go either really up or, or get a nice reality check again. Right. So, OK. I don't know. Um, so mixing. I mean, mixing even against the Bills defense. I'm good with some yeah. of my angles. Um, she got to be our, the, the guy. And I, I'm you know, this is one of the guys I've been talking about too much. Can, can we please give Charles Clay some respect? Please. Oh, no, for sure. Absolutely. I mean, he's he's just I mean, I don't mean you, mm. but it, I mean, the guy has just well, well, let's see. I'm trying to look at rankings here. Consent. All right. People have got consensus ranking is five on fantasy pros. I'm good with that. Um, I'm not going to pick on anyone. You know, I mean, Charles Clay, a lot, lot of catches and Charles Clay still mm. available. And I mean, I think he was at 67 percent ownership last I checked on Yahoo. So yeah, good there. Um, well, Jordan Matthews injury changes everything. Yes. So. Um, otherwise, I mean, you know, Ty, is Tyrod a st- streamer here at all? Uh, I think so. And, and you know, that, that sounds like you know, excitement. Tyrod Taylor. We, we actually a little bit down on him on the website. Jeff has him at 21. I'm a little higher than that, I think, because there is some mobility that he can kind of execute against this Bengals. D- all of the, the, the upfront, the Bengals are still, you know, pretty darn good as well. And this is going to be a test for that Bill's line. So I don't know, a borderline stream for me this week, maybe like 15 or 16 quarterback. I, I, have, think. Him, I have him 16. So I'm there. You go. Okay. <laughs> um, Chargers giants. Yeah. Um, can the giants, here's the thing you want to, we talked earlier about the tight ends against the giants. You would love to pick a tight end here, but in this case, mm-hmm. can you reasonably stream <sighs> either one of them? I, I would want to avoid. Well, unless you have like an alternative, I, I'm, I'm, I have Hunter Henry as my only tight end in like one or two leagues. I'm going to hang on and kind of see, you know, t- see where this goes this week, unless I couldn't get like a Charles Clay or something like that. So the, the workload isn't guaranteed, but I'm going to take the chance that Henry's there. The thing I'm worried about with Henry, though, because, you know, he's had a couple of, you know, the, st- the, the clunkers with nothing. He's just been he hasn't run a route. Or he ran very few routes. I think a lot of it depends on the pass rush and if they need the experience, the, the protection there. The Chargers offensive line, not very good at pass blocking. Um, right. The Giants defensive line, really good. Giants, Jenkins and DRC, good cornerbacks. So that kind of compounds the, you know, the covers that the cover sacks that they might take with Phil Rivers here. I still think Henry's going to break loose. I do. Um, I'm going to go on the limb and say he'll be a top 10 tight end this week in fantasy. I guess maybe not this, so much with the way the position is right now, but Keenan Allen's going to be covered by DRC probably in the slot a lot. Yeah. Jenkins, I, I'm afraid Jenkins might be on Tyrell Williams. And, okay. Because I think he'll follow less in the slot, so that frees up Allen. But then again, you know, whoever's on Eli Apple's going to have the big day. That might even be Travis Benjamin. I don't know if I want to take that chance in a lot of leagues, but I could see him going off. Right. Okay. Um, and Melvin Gordon, the, the Giants run defense has uh, not been as good as – advertised Vernon's kind of banged up. Um, yep. but people have been able to run on him. Yeah. Um, you know, Melvin Gordon efficiency, you know, is his big knock workload yeah. is not. So he had the role with them as a RB two at least. So, you know, all right. Any, uh, any interest in the giant, any interest in Gallman at all to start? I mean, what, what kind of format would you need 
is he, if you're in a 12 team league, are you looking to, let's say, flex a guy like Gallman? Well, you, you're losing. We talked about the quarterbacks before, but you're also losing Devontae Freeman, CJ Anderson, mm-hmm. um, you know, Mark Ingram slash Alvin Kamara. And, uh, you know, uh, who, uh, and I guess the Redskins pile of mediocre running backs. <laughs> <laughs> and there's um, too many of them now. Yeah. <laughs> I think Gallman looks pretty good in those in 12 teamers. Uh, you kind of have to roll with him there as a flex, I think. But it's it's a very high risk flex. Yeah, I have him at 30th. So that puts him squarely in that zone. I actually yeah. have him right behind Smallwood and Stewart. Yeah, I, I think that's about right. Um, you know, Shane Vereen, this could be a game for him because that, that Chargers pass rush is darn good as well. Not getting enough credit with Bosa and Ingram. They should get more publication. And Casey Hayward on, on Beckham probably. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna be, it could be a really awesome game or a real ugly game. Right. I can't decide yet. If you had to pick <laughs> one of the quarterbacks, who would it be? Uh, that's tough. I think I would right. go with Eli. Me too. Yeah. It, it, it's tough because the, the, the cross country trip, I guess, is what weans me off of rivers a little bit. I don't know. Right. Maybe, I, I'm, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm counting that too much. No, I hate that spot too for, for the West Coast team in general coming. Yeah. Um, but I, I just don't know which team's worse. I tend to think that the Chargers are a better team than the Giants. They are. It's just the timing of the of their of their, ba- their badness comes to haunt them, I guess. Because right. that I don't know. I, I think that I think I trust Beckham more than most, and he's got you know I think he's got a, the ability to break out either way, even with the tough Hayward Hayward matchup if he does stay with him. It's an Evan Ingram day, maybe too. So yeah, it's, it's always an Evan Ingram day. <laughs> yeah, it's true. They throw that guy has been he's been better than I thought. Yeah. Um, well, the, the, the H back type of stuff they have him doing is, is really intriguing. The yeah. Giants have been doing that with guys like Will Ty, where you don't care. Now you have a guy with, that can actually get PPR points for you. Yeah, he can so. actually play, which is kind of a nice change. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one on one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring out of respect. There are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. All right, Jag Steelers is next. Um, he, he, this, this is an interesting one because, actually, unrelated to regular fantasy, all right, your, your, your point spread here is eight, is eight points. Your over-under is 43 and a half. Uh, this would seem to be, if you're playing Survivor, I hear people saying, you know, is that the pick? And I'm going, I don't know. Ah. The Jags defense is, is good enough to, to muck this up for the Steelers. As good as the Steelers uh-huh. have been, the Jags defense is really good. And I feel like I don't want, that, that seems like a risky pick to me. I know there's not great picks on the board. I feel like the Eagles are better it's a, in Survivor. It's an, it's an awful survivor week in general. Yeah, I think um, there's no clear, there's few clear, clear cut stuff, but I don't know. You, you, I think you're, you're buying into the Blake Bortles turnover narrative. We did that with the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Look how that turned out. Uh, Steelers <laughs> right. being home, I guess, changes that a little bit. And the, and the Jaguars defense, you and I are fans of them. Um, you know, love them. Ben, so, yeah, um, I don't know. I, I still think it's one of the better survivor picks, though, uh, because of the Bortles factor. I think the Steelers, you know, it depends on. I guess what the deal is with, um, you know, Ryan Shazier, I think he's still questionable. That's a, that's a big deal here. Stefan too. It's also questionable. Um, you know, two big playmakers in that defense. I think that's, uh, that's the key that you have to watch for that up to the, up to Sunday. Uh, although if those guys are out, it's definitely a lot closer game, I think. So I'm looking at my wide receiver rankings. I have Antonio Brown sixth, and I'm trying to remember the last time I had him this low. It's two good cornerbacks this week. I mean, it's it's the you know, but you know this this is this is a game where Antonio Brown could just say, guys, I'm Antonio Brown because best route runner in the league type of thing, and really test them out because the, the Jaguars receivers they faced. I mean, think about it. You have a lot of Jets mixed in there. You have a lot of the Ravens mixed in there. Yeah, Jeremy Macklin's good, but he was hurt for most of that game. Um, who else? Uh, Titans. Yeah. Well, and as as talented as Corey Davis and Rashard Matthews are, you right? Know, they're they're not great. They're okay. Yeah. All right. Um, oh, yeah. I got another one for you. A question for you. Yeah. Um, speaking of the good, the good corners on Jacksonville. Yeah. As and I don't know your what your position was on this as a Cowboy fan. Huh. Yeah, I know what you're going to ask. What, I what, absolutely. If know. you could go back. Yep. Would you take Jalen Ramsey <laughs> over Zeke? I wanted them to take Ramsey. Yeah. Um, 
that offensive line, you could have made anybody a star. Not that Zeke is not great. Right. I think you need, you need the long-term defensive help if you're the Cowboys. Yeah. Because they, they just let their secondary walk this year, and now they're paying for it. Right. You could tell. And, and you could have found a running back. Yep. I know. Yeah. It's I, I, I argued for Ramsey before the draft. I did. Yep. So this was an interesting. I mean, like it's, it's easy to say, oh, Zeke was a great pick because of the numbers. But like you said, the line can make anyone look good. Like, like you said, Ze- Zeke's an excellent running back who just happens to look like Jim Brown because of the line he runs behind. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know? Or Walter Payton or whatever. Right. It's a comparison. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Ramsey, I think the need was cornerback. I All really right. do. Um, Controllable so cornerback. Controllable cornerback. The way Young the Steelers have been playing. Yeah. Are you? Uh, let's assume that those defensive players are are in. Um, mm-hmm. How confident are you in Leonard Fournette? I mean, workload wise, you kind of don't have a choice. <sighs> yeah, um, workload wise, he's still one of the safer ones playing this week with all the buys and everything. Um, he's got you know the PFF rates him you know really high. It's a you know he's he, for what he's had to work with that offensive line. I think he's made the most of what he can do. Right. Um, yeah, you, you got to rank him as a top ten running back this week. Either way, yeah, um, you do. You're you're not in a position week where you're if you're deciding between someone else and Fournette and a bye week you're in a, you're in really good shape. Most people aren't going to be. <laughs> yeah, you're, so. yeah. Leonard, Leonard Fournette is a don't don't think twice about Leonard Fournette is what I think what we're trying to say here. I think everybody. I think you have to. And now he's going to you know he's still got some targets adding to his prime. That's that's a really good setup either way. Yeah. So okay, Cardinals Eagles. I got to tell you, I love game. this. Uh, I love the way that the I hate that David Johnson got hurt. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I love the way that this has made Carson Palmer just basically throw constantly. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and he has a lot of he has a lot of guys to hit. Yeah. Um, Who? So, um, all right, so Palmer, uh, I don't have the stats. I, I believe that he is 17 attempts more than any other quarterback in the league. Yeah, he's, he has the second second most passing yards. Yeah, for sure. Because yeah. he's just throwing constantly, which is, you know, yeah. fantasy owner. What do you care if he loses? Right. Um, <laughs> So with that, who is – I mean Fitz is getting fed a lot. Are you yeah. – is, is Jaron – now that John Brown's healthy Ooh, yeah. for now, is Jar- – right now Jaron Brown's my second guy. I actually have him starting in one league this week. Yeah. In a deeper one, um, but still. He, I still worry about John Brown's snap count because of – you know, I hate to say it, but you know the sickle cell stuff and the health problems. He's close to healthy, but I think there's still a case where they'll probably ease his workload in. Um, I still think it's a good boomer bust play every week. I get, you know, there's no such thing as a good boomer bust play, but you know, right. <laughs> the higher upside boomer bust play, I'll say just cause you know, they, they pick their matchups and they go off, you know, JJ Nelson always sneaks in on the deep plays and all that. And it's tough to pick a guy besides Fitzgerald. It really is. It really depends on the corner matchups and both of these outside Philly corners and three wide sets are awful. Um, so Fitzgerald getting Patrick Robinson might be the tough matchup actually. Okay. So. Um, I have my on the Cardinals receivers. I have JJ kind of buried. I yep. have John Brown forty first, and Jaron. Is it Jaron or Jaron? I keep asking. I think this. it's Jaron. It's Jaron. Okay. Yeah. Um, Jaron Brown thirty third at wide receiver. Yeah, I mean that's a pretty good close. You know, that's a relatively close, accurate depiction of it. So I mean, I think Jaron Brown or Jaron. Sorry, I keep Brown, I'm stop yeah. doing this. J A Brown. J A period Brown. J A period Brown. <laughs> yes, he is. Let's see. Last few weeks. 11, 6, 12 on targets. Yeah. So, I mean, he's, he's looking for him. And he's, a, he, he's, he's not a, you know, he's not a slow guy. He's not an unathletic guy. He's a pretty, you know, he, he's skills-wise, it seems to be there for him. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I don't know. I still like Andre Ellington on the backfield, and they do too. Yeah, they, they certainly do. Last year, what did he get, nine passes last week? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. He, he, had, he had like double-digit targets and right. all that. Um, yeah. other side of that one, mm-hmm. um, what do you think yeah. of the Eagles running backs? It's an, it was an interesting split last week, <sighs> man. Yeah. Um, very interesting. I, I don't know. I mean, blunt, you know, I think small was the most complete of the three that are remaining atop that depth chart. Yep. You could do a little bit of each, um, you know, blunt's going to break loose or, you know, he breaks the 70, 70 something yard run or whatever. He had a long run. Um, I'm not counting on that from Blunt every week, even though this Eagles line is just is playing up to its reputation now. Um, really, really stellar in the run game. Um, if you could t- if you could own the Eagles backs as a collective, that'd be awesome. I still like Clement as like um, a guy to stash 
Right. Um, the, the profile is great, I think, for for not lead, but like, you know, 10 touches per week if, if someone gets hurt or something like that. Uh, Smallwood's still number one for me. Blunt two. Clement three, I think. OK. And uh, Wentz is I've got Wentz at yeah. QB nine for this one. Yeah, I think I think that builds in the risk enough. Um, he, I think, you know, the Jeffrey Patrick Pearson match is going to be stellar. I think it's gonna be fun to watch that one. Right. Um you know, the, the slot, the slot play and otherwise, you know, it's, it's the, the Tory Smith, Nelson Aguilar weekly death wheel, I guess, to see if anyone can do anything. Cause Zach Ertz is, you know, Zach Ertz is probably number one on this pecking order now. Did you ever, so the last two years, and by the way, one thing you mentioned about the Eagles line, I wanted to know Fletcher Cox did not practice Wednesday. So he's a little, we're not sure. The other side. Him. Yeah. The other side. That's a biggie. Um, so. Zach Ertz, the last two years closed strongly. Yes. And, it, you know, you, you fall into this thing where you're fantasy owner, you're wondering if he's teasing you because he closed the previous season strongly. And then last year he started kind of OK and then he picked it up. This guy, he's a stud. He's mm-hmm. really good. Yeah. Fantasy wise, he's really good anyway. I mean, real yeah. life, I'm not sure how how that translates so much. But fantasy wise, he I mean, he, he is getting all the work he can handle. Yeah, um, I wasn't as high on him as other ones because I didn't want to like just pick that tight end, I guess, in most leagues in the middle rounds. And, you know, it was a, a big tier of guys I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll wait on and get Tyler Eifert for a little bit less of an investment or something like that. And, you know, I think a lot of people, especially in PPR, might be regretting that, including me. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's actually really complete tight end for for the most part. Um, never rated below 74.5 overall grade on PFF in a season. So that's pretty good. good. Real good real life player as well. Ninth overall among tight ends in his career. Right. So it's pretty good. Okay. Um, I, Seahawks Rams. So I want to go back to what you talked about earlier with the Rams schedule. Yeah. The Rams this they've started Indy Washington at San Francisco at Dallas. Not not a murderer's row of defenses. Sure. Next handful of weeks they've got Seahawks at home. Jags on the road, charge. Uh, sorry, Cardinals at home, Giants on the road, Texans at home, Oof. Vikings on the road. There is not an, a cupcake there. Now, what nope. I want to ask you, context is obviously always a factor. The factor mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is Todd Gurley a sell high right now? <sighs> the way that they're incorporating him in the passing game, I, I trust Sean McVay more than the crap that Gurley's had to deal with these last couple of years. <laughs> right. If it's a PPR league, especially, maybe not as much swilling because they're actually passing to him now. Yeah. And non-PPR, I could see it maybe just for the little knockdown in value. Maybe flip them for someone you think will – you know, you're trading off these guys on their downturn. Sometimes it's, that's how you win a lot of fantasy leagues, just you know, the timing of it. It's harder to do so now because of you know, selling high and buying low on guys is kind of – Almost a dead concept. I think we've talked about this a little bit. It's, you know, which just you want to reallocate your resources to somewhere else and, you know, just trade for something else. Um, I, I think I'm less inclined to do so if receptions are counting in fantasy leagues. Okay. I, th- I, th- I think he's going to be better at that this year. Like, like I'm, I'm wondering if you could go, hey, uh, let's let's look at a wide receiver who might be underachieving slightly. A.J. Green? Or is it after last week? Uh, it might be too late because of the offensive change. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a, who underachieving? Maybe Julio Jones. Maybe. That could be if you want to take the if the risk the hips okay after the buy. Could, could I could I try to buy a, a, just this is level wise, not you know specific team wise. Obviously, mm-hmm. could I buy Julio and Joe Mixon right now for Todd Gurley? <sighs> You know what uh, I mean? Like, yeah. like, could you could you get two guys who are not that have not performed that well for Gurley, who's just going out of his mind? Yeah, um, that that could be. And Gurley has the you know the the track record this year that he really you know could it, it, it would make sense on paper. It would make sense there. I don't know. I I wouldn't do that if I were there. But you know, if he gets someone who's really anxious about running back depth or something like that, or they really need, they feel like they need that top end guy. That could be something you could take advantage of there. Yeah. I don't know. Jones. I mean, Jones might be still you know. I'm trying to think of someone else who's really been highly ranked, but really disappointed. Um, I don't know. Wide receiver. The top of the wide receiver core actually hasn't been that bad. Nope. It uh, has overall line. Um, I'm not buying out Marty Cooper with the Derek Carr injury for sure. Maybe like a Terrell Pryor and Mixon might be what you just have to settle for. Yeah, but then or I don't Demarius know I, Thomas. Then Demarius I don't know Thomas. if I do it. Yeah, that's true. Um, um, T.Y. Mm-hmm. Hilton's broken through, I think. I think he's back to his normal price market-wise. You know, 
So it, it's going to be tough to find that, you know, that, that good pair. Maybe you have to take the hit on running back a little bit. But if you really need the wide receiver upgrade, maybe it's worth it. All right. OK, yeah. we talked about, um, I mean, Rams. Rams wise, you know, it is what I mean. Sammy Watkins got a tough spot. Yeah. Well, yeah, but Richard Sherman doesn't doesn't follow. I don't think he right. might follow Watkins, but I don't know. OK. Um, other side of that one. I think we both agree. Goff's not an ideal play. We talked about him a little bit earlier. <laughs> Yeah, fifteenth on Jeff's rankings. Yeah, I agree with that. Fifteen sounds right. Actually, I have him. You might have him lower. I have him lower. I have him eighteenth. So yeah, not too much lower. Um, Other other side of this, this, we talked about Seahawks backfield. Um, Baldwin's fine. Uh, Russell Wilson. Um, This 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 Seattle offensive situation is kind of is this going to straighten itself out? Offensive situation like I mean, I know last week was better, but it was a. You know, opponent-driven, maybe. Yeah. Jimmy Graham looks – oh, my God. He looks like Jason Witten now. He <laughs> has those, like, little short, quick steps. He can't do much after the catch now. Right. I'm, I'm worried about that with him. I'm more watching him on the Sunday night game. Like, oh, my goodness, he can't move right. I don't know if it's – you, you figure the year removed from the knee injury would have helped him recover, but I don't know. He's still – when Luke right. Wilson's outscoring you with touchdowns, it's a problem. <laughs> right. So – um, Ravens. Richardson, Raid, go yeah. ahead. Anyway, sorry, Richardson Lockett. That's that's a good setup for Wilson. I, I think Wilson's a guy you have to roll with. I still, do. I do too. Sure. I actually yeah. think the Seahawks are going to step up in this one. I think so too. I think it's a Rams come back to earth game. Yeah, the Rams are just everybody in the world is all over the Rams right now, which I think is kind of funny. I mean, good for them. It's great, but you know, I, I'm happy chill. to see it, man. Great, great organizational rejuvenation there. But you know, this is going to be the Seahawks are going to state their claim again. All right, Ravens Raiders. Oof, this is a bad one. This is one of those quarterbacks. <laughs> Flacco and EJ Manuel. Oh my goodness. Um, both defenses. Stream both defenses if you can. <laughs> what do you do with the Ravens backfield? Do you do anything? With oh, it? Or do you just avoid? It's disgusting. Um the more I watch Alex Collins, the more I like the way he runs. I was kind of low on him a little bit, but I've come around a little bit. Um, but it's still ugly. I still like Javoris Allen in passing situations. Terrence West is kind of just the, the, the maybe the goal line guy if they really get to a place where they can have a goal line situation anymore. Um, yeah, the backfield's ugly. Kind of roll with what you have. And they're like, you know, 30s and 40s rankings for mine if I were to do rankings right now, I think. Something like that for this if, week. If you had to pick one Raven running back, who would it be? Uh, I'm going to stick with the guy we were high on early, Tavoris Allen, though. For okay. The, for, the, for, the, for the catches. Yep. I think. That's fair. All right. What is the, uh, what is the quarterback issue? With Carr being out, do for the <laughs> I mean, it doesn't help, certainly. But how much yeah. does it not help? Well, I mean the Crabtree's um status is gonna really determine things. Uh is he he's looking Sounds I think like he's, he's looking, looking okay good. to go. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they incorporate Jalen Richard more, maybe maybe get some DeAndre Washington looks because Marshall Lynch is I think we get back to be saying Marshall Lynch is looking like he should have retired. <laughs> I, th- I think you're being vindicated after all this, John. There you go. How about that? <laughs> week one, it didn't look that way. Yeah, well, he faced two in, in week one. Um, was it Titans? Oh, That's yeah. Titans. yeah. Yeah. But the Raiders offensive line, you should be able to do more. Right. You should. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about this. All right. So Cooper. Uh, oh, my goodness. Yeah. What? I mean, where are where, this, this guy? I don't know. I mm. kept thinking, oh, no, he's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. He's not fine. He's not uh, bad. But he's not yeah. as, he's are we are we able to say at this point he's just not as good as we thought? Are we there? Yeah, sorry, I just, yeah, I just dropped my drink because we were talking about Cooper. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I he was you know highly touted for his catch radius coming out of college, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah, when you when you when that's your go to and you, you're not doing that in the NFL, it's kind of hard to really back a guy long term. You know, Crabtree just has that comfort factor about him, and I. Nothing. Derek Carr being out, maybe that won't matter. Maybe Man, Man, AJ Manuel will go to Cooper because of that. But you know, Seth Roberts, all he does is catch touchdowns. New Chris <laughs> Carter. Um, I don't know. It's a really messy situation overall. Maybe Jared Cook gets more. Um, yeah, I, I, if I'm an Amari Cooper owner, I'm I'm kind of befuddled right now. Jared Cook. Um, let's see, eleven, twenty-five targets in four games, and he's got sixteen receptions. So that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. Absolutely. That's that is a that if you're looking for a streaming tight end, folks, that's not a bad one. Right might now. be more than a stream, depending. It might be. That's yes. right. I mean, you, you know, if you don't have, you know, Gronk Kelsey Ertz, there you go. Jared Cook's yeah. a pretty solid option. 
All right, everybody, buying tickets can be complicated and confusing, but there's a better way to buy with SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to every game all season long. Whether you're planning a day out with friends, searching for a last-minute deal, or buying a gift for a loved one, SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. Nothing beats being there in person for the biggest plays of the year, and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. Um, I have the SeatGeek app on my phone. It's a very easy way to shop for tickets. I can be anywhere, just a few taps. I can find seats right away. Um, are you a SeatGeek user? Are you a, are you a, are you a second uh, uh, secondary market ticket buyer is what I want to ask. Uh, yeah, especially since Ticketmaster almost messed me up for spring scene tickets recently. Um, <laughs> I've been I've been looking on SeatGeek for those. I've I've actually looking, you know, after Tuesday night's victory, which we get to celebrate a little bit here. You know, yes. the Yankees Indian series. I'll definitely be looking on there in the next few days um, for hookups. So, yeah, fun times coming up, October, football and baseball playoffs. Love oh, it. yeah, we got to talk about that later. That's when, everybody, yeah, that's when all the football fans can tune out when we start talking about the Yankees at the end of this. SeatGeek yeah. <laughs> um, saves you time and money by searching multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find amazing deals. And to get you the most bang for your buck, SeatGeek grades every ticket based on value to help you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget doesn't end the sports like tim said SeatGeek also has plenty of concert comedy and theater tickets available too best of all new users get 20 dollars off their first purchase just download the SeatGeek app enter promo code roto nfl today that's promo code roto nfl for your 20 dollars off your first SeatGeek purchase see it live with SeatGeek, right seat right now right from your phone thanks SeatGeek. all right uh the packers are visiting your cowboys whoa that's a juggernaut of a game for that's sure a, that's a good that's an entertaining. That's got it. That's the national CBS. I'm sure we're getting them here. Um, mm-hmm. That is the over under is 52. That's probably got to be Jim Nance Romo. I would think that would be that would be fun. Oh, that is fun. I agree with yeah. that. Um, I want to hear him just rail on Dak about something. That would be yeah. a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go to Cowboys side. I mean, Cowboys side is pretty. I don't know. It is what it is. It's cut um, and dry. Yeah. yeah. You, you got three guys that you're starting and a bunch of guys that you're not. And, the fantasy, no, four guys. Witten, you're starting. Yeah, I think Witten's going to slip through a little bit here. I mean, that's those that, that Packers secondary, man. Oy. Right. If you, if, you, if you have someone that can take advantage of that, yeah. Uh, but then again, you know, Cowboys offensive line, not the best pass rushing and pass uh, protection anymore. I'm telling so. you, you were right. I think you were the one who first said it to me that that that, that the slight adjustment that everybody overlooked during the offseason was mm-hmm. bigger than we thought. Leary and free man, two big mm-hmm. losses. Yep, it's it's not going it's not going as smoothly as we expected. Um, uh-huh. Other side of this, yeah. Uh, right now, Ty Montgomery, I, we gotta assume a no on this. I think so. Yeah. So Jamal Williams practiced in full on Wednesday. Is he, what I think I saw. Um, yeah, I'm checking right now. Uh, yeah, he practiced fully on Wednesday. So yeah, the Aaron go. Jones buyers probably not going to be totally happy with this. Um, no, but I think Jones is the better Montgomery replacement straight up. Okay. For skills and role passing downs. Aaron Jones, I think will be there. Okay. That's fair. Um, so I mean, he's, but he's not going to get you. We were, you were probably hoping he was going to get a whole bunch of work and no, it might not yeah. pan out that way now. Yeah, he's probably like a 20-something running back now with Williams at, being active. Okay. I still think he's a better fit. So, All right. Um, got, the, got the two-way game pretty strong, I think. Devontae Adams limited at practice. Um, we are – he's a maybe. Yeah. He's, he's, he actually – I mean surprisingly, he's a maybe. Like he's, he's more of a maybe than Montgomery. Montgomery, you look at you're like, the guy's got broken ribs. He's not playing. Yeah, but I mean, he's talking about getting the Kevlar stuff like that for whatever that's worth. I believe. Well, Jordy Nelson did it last year, I think, in the playoffs or recently. Maybe there's some connection there. You could say, "All right, here's what you could do." But obviously, running back and wide receiver, it's a little different, right? In expectation of, of pain. So, um, yeah, Adams. I mean, oh god, I'm just glad he's extremities are okay after all that. Oh my god, yeah, that was awful. Um, if you if yeah. Adams, I mean, the way the Cowboys uh, have looked on defense, which is not great. <laughs> if <laughs> If, if Adams is out, are you – if let's say you're an Adams owner, mm-hmm. are you looking and going, hey, I'd love to grab Jerron Wileson? You have to. Um, I think you have to. The, the direct replacement with um, with Cobb, you know, very similar uh, expectation there. Probably probably get at least five targets in that game, Allison. Okay. He's, he's, a, he's a sneaky good player. Not, not many people talk about – imagine if he had a bigger opportunity in that offense. Right. 
Yeah. Um, let's go to Chiefs Texans, which we started talking about earlier. I think the uh, I think the Chiefs run into a tough one here. Yeah. Um, you know, I think they'll they'll have more more, tr- more trouble moving the ball for sure. Right. That I mean. Yeah. I mean, these guys, they're, they're the top, not the top ranked offense, but they're one of second in yards. I think Alex, Alex Smith is like a top five yards per attempt quarterback. I think that's he's, so, he's up there. The, the, I mean, the world, the world is crazy. Yeah. If that's the case. <laughs> well, Kareem Hunt gives you a little more, you know, a little more room for everything. So you know. um, how much do you like, where are you on Tyree kill right now? Do you own, do you, are, were you a Tyree kill buyer? I was not, um, you know, another, another regret, but I don't know. There's still a little bit of, Still a little bit of doubt for his consistency, so. Right. I mean, he's getting less, the looks. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I don't know. He's, he's, he's Deshaun Jackson for me in some ways. It, it, that's not fair. It, 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 yeah. Numbers-wise, not style-wise. Right. I, I think Hill's actually becoming a better route runner, which is crazy. At least for those intermediate routes, you know. I think Jackson, Jackson's got the better deep skills for his yes. career. But, um, no, I – I think you have to start Hill either way here, but again, yeah. you have to be really well off not to start him. And the PPR owners, I mean, you know, he's got 21 catches. I guess I can't yeah. argue with that. That was the, the knock. I mean, was he going to get those those mid-range work as efficiently? And now he's actually proving he's adapting as a wide receiver. That's that's good for his long-term value, I think. So yep. I think he, he's turning me around on him. Um, Texans, I don't know. I mean, this is what it is. I mean, you know, we talked about Watson. You're starting Miller if you have him. You're starting Hopkins if you have him. Are you going to Will Fuller? After um, last week, full, uh, you gotta wonder if Fuller's gonna hit Pete, Marcus Peters this week. Yeah, Hopkins, I wouldn't be as worried about because Hopkins is gonna get fed either way. Right, I'm not really worried about that. Fuller on Peters, I think Peters handles him a little bit better. Okay, so, got it. All right, maybe 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 as a high flex Fuller or something like that if you want to be conservative about it. Vikings Bears Monday night. Um, <laughs> Sam Bradford uh, um, still maybe. Uh, I hope you're not waiting to play Bradford in any fantasy league, even with the not. decent matchup. Right. Day to day. That's what we got here. Um, the yeah. other side, it's Mitchell Trubisky era begins in Chicago. Yeah. Whee! <laughs> uh, I mean, y- you think there'd be more life to their plays. I think you can extend plays a little bit better than Mike Lennon. I could probably extend plays better than Mike Lennon. Um, you know, his pocket <laughs> presence. You know, Trubisky will be apt to, I think, run more. So that's going to help in fantasy. Um, you know, I, I, I haven't been a keeper I have him in a dynasty two quarterback start league. I'm very excited about the future for there, even though I have Brady Stafford and Bortles. Got it. So it's, um, yeah, his legs, maybe will help him. Uh, but yeah, the, who's the hell is he going to, who's he going to throw to besides uh, Tara Cohen and maybe the tight ends. I right. don't know. So, so speaking of Cohen after last week was last week, a little fluke was, was it because the first three weeks he was very busy and he became a, a, an instantly valuable definitely PPR option at running back. You know, he was like this, this guy's going to, he's going to touch the ball a bunch last week. He did yeah. not. What, what are you doing here? Yeah, that was weird. Um, the, the, the game script was perfect for that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's, I wonder if there's still questions about his pass protection. I would love to dig a little bit deeper into that, but it seems like he's been pretty good at that so far. I mean, I mean, Jordan Howard's, this is not a really a game script for Jordan Howard, unless you want to transfer the Amir Abdullah, uh, production last week to this week with that. I'm not sure if I want to do that, even though the Bears offensive line generally OK, but they've been a lot worse uh, this year than they have been last year. I think Mike Lennon's really hurt him with that. So I don't know. Um, not really high on either running back in this one. Maybe maybe Cohen for the for the flex spot for the PPR purposes, not for non PPR, I think. OK. And, you know, we talked about the Vikings running backs, um, the Vikings receivers. You still I I can't say I like them in this spot. I mean, I, you're gonna um, if if I have Diggs, I'm certainly gonna play him. If I have yeah. Thielen, uh, I guess probably. Well, well, Thielen's been one of the. I don't think he's dropped a catchable pass this year. I think PFF he's cited really that. I mean, we, we've talked about Diggs and Thielen before. Um, the switching of these roles, like kind of Thielen being the the slot guy more and Diggs being the outside, has just opened up things so much. You know, Keenum did pretty well against the, the Buccaneers with that factor. I think the Bears. Secondary kind of leaves it open for him to do that again, even if Keenum starts. So I think I'm starting both these guys actually. All right, yeah, I, I say this. This is one I, I I'm I'm torn on the actual game between the rookie quarterback having a tough time and just just naturally I look at this and I think this is just a bad spot for the Vikings. 
Going to Soldier Field on a Monday night. And yeah. I, I've, saying, I've been saying all year, I think the Bears are going to be an annoying team at home. I think this is going to be – you take the Bears points here um, if, you're, if you're doing that sort of thing. But I don't know. I, I just see the Vikings front being really, really a tough assignment for him. Yep. Um, all right. That's it for the games, everybody. Um, listeners to our podcast and get a free 10-day Rotowire trial. Rotowire.com slash pod. No credit card needed. That lets you check out nearly all the features on the site. Check it out. Rotowire.com slash pod. Tim, we got to talk about the Yankees for a minute. Yeah, for a quick minute. Yeah. Um, are yeah. you – what do you think? Gray and Samathia. Um, yeah. Hmm. Uh, right? I'm, I mean, I guess Tanaka at home maybe seems more comfortable to them. I don't know, which is weird considering his home run problems this year, but I don't right. know. I mean, don't you want him to pitch twice instead of Gray or Sabathia? I would. Yeah, yeah. I know yeah, Tanaka Tanaka's, is higher, but he's a, you know, he's a better pitcher. Yeah, Tanaka's home ERA is 322 compared to 648 on the road. That's, that's why they're doing that. Yeah, all right. I got to give credit to Girardi, man. He's had a heck of a managing year. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, the yeah. bullpen, you know, g- g- gifted that bullpen. I mean, maybe everyone could do that, but still. Okay, here's the here's interesting thing. I, I was texting with friends of mine during the game the other night. Mm-hmm. And at one point, there were three of us. And one guy was saying, no, 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 they should bring in Gray or Sabathia. And I was Wrong. looking going, as soon as Severino struggled, I went, bullpen game. Obvious, yep. no doubt. Uh-huh. Yep. I mean, I, I, I thought, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm, I, was, I was surprised that anyone was surprised by that. That's no. Um, one game. That's the thing. Your roster is totally different for a one-game series. Right. And you take advantage of it. Chad Green has been a monster this year. No one talks about that enough. Right. And he didn't even have to. Um, use. He didn't use all his bullets from the bullpen either. Nope. No. Not that I, he wanted I, to use Batances, I guess. But No. Yeah. I mean, Robertson and Conley going two-plus innings, that's, that's killer for anybody he, facing he, them. He pushed, he pushed it a little bit with both Green and Robertson. <laughs> a, l- a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. But you have the day off, though. I so, know. But you, you can I know, I know, see that I there know. was some struggle. I'm not complaining with what he did. I kind of went, you know what? He's he's pushing his luck a little. He probably got. He probably tried to get a couple more outs than he really wanted to yep. with those guys, and it worked out. But still, I mean, bringing Robertson in was good with the when Green was struggling. I'm like, oh, this is this might be where the game falls. This is the key spot right here, even more so than the first inning. I think. All right. Are, are you yeah. on the other side? Are you surprised with what the Indians are doing with their pitching? No. I know why they're doing it. I'm yeah. still not. I'm still surprised. Yeah. Well, the Trevor Bauer, they're keeping Kluber on, on regular rest. So, right. And that's and, just what it is. And that Francona said that he literally did it because that's what Kluber wanted. Yeah. I think you go with what Corey Kluber feels comfortable with. Okay. <laughs> that's just my assertion. Do you, don't you want, I know Bauer has been really good in the second half of the season. Like mm-hmm. some, something changed for him. Curveball, curveball. And uh, something with Arsenal. Don't, Mechanical changes. Don't you want – wouldn't you rather have Carrasco pitch twice? Um, they might be worried about Carrasco's length actually in games, which is weird. I would you'd be more worried about with Bauer because his control issues in the past. So right. I'm kind of with you on that one too. Um, I don't know. If, if the Yankees get to Bauer – the Yankees have to get to Bauer I think. Yeah. Game one. Yeah, they got – I mean if they don't win this game, they're in a heap of trouble. Yeah, I, I agree. You don't want to call any game a must win in a baseball series, but you know <laughs> – this is close. If, if, if you permutate everything out, yeah, you need to beat Bauer. <laughs> right. So. All right. I'm happy to get to – I would love to see Josh Tomlin in game four. Yes, that would be wonderful. That would be just fantastic <laughs> at Yankee Stadium. At Yankee Stadium. I'd like be to wonderful. bet the, the over on 7.5 runs for the Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> just for the Yankees maybe. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, what else are you up to the rest of the week? I uh, got, got a couple of appearances tonight. I'll be um, – I'll be on my ESPN New Orleans gig regularly weekly every Thursday, 3.30 p.m. Eastern. Love that one. Get to answer some calling questions. Uh, I'll be on Fantasy Sports Radio tonight with our buddies Lauren Michaels and Justin Mason talking about some probably the Thursday night games, some, you know, first quarter of the football season stuff, maybe some fancy baseball talk sneaking in, hopefully. Um, And then I'll be on Facebook Live on Sunday um, answering a lot of questions. And John McKechnie will be on tonight answering questions on facebook live before the kickoff of tonight's game so we got a lot of facebook stuff going on and hope you can join us for that that's search rotowire uh, on facebook and check that out mm-hmm. that tonight pregame that's a big help that's so. a biggie all right um thanks tim everybody if you like this podcast we'd appreciate it if you leave us a review and a rating wherever you're listening thanks a lot um and thank you for listening like i said to this edition of the rotowire fantasy football podcast sponsored by fanball our next episode is going to be coming on friday Derek van riper and i will put a bow on the week and get you ready for the weekends so please come on back then for tim heaney i'm john halpin see you next time 
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.